IV Coaches presents. Hello, Dr. Louis Lambert. Hi. Thank you for your coming. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Hello, Irma. I know. We totally got that right. We should do this more often. Sure. And have our own show. <laughs> yeah, sure, maybe. So uh, you're a positive psychologist. Yes. Great. Uh, tell us about what made you interested in positive psychology. Uh, so I licensed as a psychologist in Canada, and I was practicing for a little while, and I was doing a lot of work with people who were depressed, anxious, eating disorders, all kinds of different stuff, and, and even me, myself, I was starting to get a little bit like, wow, there's got to be more to this. Mm -hmm. So I signed up to do uh, a PhD, and in that, uh, one of the courses was in positive psychology, and as soon as I took that course, um, my whole world turned around, and I realized this is what I wanted to study. And this is also the other half of human experience that I wanted to study. So really looking at what makes people awesome, what makes people great, and just studying what makes us come alive, and not just what makes us feel sad. Right. So when I started doing that course, uh, then I did my entire dissertation in positive psychology, and I took it further from there. I was working in mental health and um, also started developing programs for a lot of my clients who were struggling with depression and using a lot of these positive psychology principles. So right wow. away, I was starting to see uh, a lot of good results and just wanted to carry on with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So how does positive psychology help uh, normal people. Normal people. So that's the beauty of it. So mainstream psychology, you have to have a problem, right? And we take you from a negative, we bring you up to a zero, and then we say, okay, good luck, bye. And because our tools are really designed to fix problems. Positive psychology started from the opposite direction, saying, look, if we only help people with problems, we're effectively only helping about 5% of the population. Now, I don't mean the people who are going through a divorce, you're, having, you're struggling at work. That's just average, normal, normal human uh, problems. But what I mean is the people who are really struggling with clinical issues. It's only about 5%. So in effect, um, traditional psychology did not have very much to offer the average person. Positive psychology really flipped that on its head, on its head and said, look, 95% of the other people are normal people with normal problems. They don't just not want to have problems. They also want to be awesome. They want to reach greater versions of themselves. And we also need to develop scientific, empirically validated tools to help them in the same way that we help people who are struggling with problems as well. Right. So positive psychology is really for everybody, but particularly for people who want to go the whole, the whole range of, of human excellence, so to speak, and right. want to rock their life, if right. we can use that term. No, absolutely. Yeah. So how do you make a positive psychology applicable in a business environment, like in organizations, for example? How do you do yeah. that? Yeah, so I think the same way that we do it with individuals, but obviously we focus on a team or a department or a whole office, but it's a couple of different directions. So, you know, when we talk about happiness at work, what do we really mean? I mean, certainly it's not the fruit bowls or the yoga, and not that I have anything against yoga or fruit bowls. They're lovely, they're wonderful. Um, but people make decisions around whether they're going to stay at work or leave at work based on how it feels and the people who are there. So it's how do we leverage the science of positive psychology to create better emotional experiences so that work feels like a good place to be, but also how do we leverage positive psychology interventions to deepen relationships that people have with their colleagues, with their manager, but 
also with the organization as a whole. So now we're also talking about things like meaning and purpose, relationships, positive emotions, and positive psychology interventions have strategies to tackle all of these particular areas. Right, so basically making the workplace a better place in a, from a mental perspective, not from like physically how great it is to work. Right, in, like, right. So although these things I mentioned earlier, you know, the fruit bowl and the yoga, and again, I have nothing against these. I think being physically healthy at work is good. Bananas and yoga will help you do that. Um, but people, again, don't go to work going, yes, I'm going to do yoga today. They go to work going, oh, I have to work with that guy today. <laughs> it's, again, it's about how it feels and, and who's there. So while these things are great, I think we can do a lot more and really fill in that space when it comes to well-being at work, mm -hmm. particularly looking at emotions, relationships, and helping people be able to do good work. Right. And, and that would also imply looking at things like character strengths. Do we have the right people in the right jobs? Um, and not just with the right technical skills, but for the right personality skills. Right. So yeah, fit matters skills. as well. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you have, how do you implement this? Do you have like workshops? Do you go and do individual yeah. sessions? So I don't do individual sessions because I think there's lots of great coaches that are already working in, in the working space. So I will leave that expertise to them. Um, what I do is I like to harness the power of the group. So I've got a couple of different workshops. So one in particular that I think is a good starting place for organizations. And that's really taking a design thinking approach. So, and um, so what I've done is I've developed a two-day workshop um, around design thinking principles and modeled it on what we call the PERMA model. So Martin Seligman is one of the big researchers in positive mm -hmm. psychology. He's developed a model um, called PERMA. And PERMA is really just the acronym, <clears throat> sorry, for positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and accomplishments. So right. these are all things that matter in our personal lives. These are also things that matter in workplaces as well. So on the first day of that workshop, I actually walk people through interventions that map onto these model, that model. I also go through a little bit of the research. Why is this important? What are the actual mechanisms that work uh, in these interventions so that people can then personalize these to fit their own context, whether it's home, work, family, kids, partner, colleagues, whatnot. Um, we, so the first day is very experiential. Mm -hmm. So I give people the experience of feeling inspired, curious, uh, having a good laugh, deepening their relationships, not just, hey, did you get that assignment done? Okay, but actually, like, how are you? Yeah, sure. So, so developing some of those skills. The second day, I put people to work. So this is where now I've given people the tools. They understand the theory behind it. They understand how to personalize that and make that fit in their own context. Now we break up into teams, and now the design thinking portion comes in. Now it's where they take that responsibility to create a better workplace. I, I don't take the expert approach. I come in with my research, some of the tools I know, but I think people themselves, uh, it's a way to be empowered but it's also a way to be invested in the process. And it also reflects that well-being is a shared responsibility between organizations and employees as well. So everybody takes their own uh, role, if you will, or responsibility in creating, coming up with ideas, coming up with initiatives, new practices, whether it's policy recommendations, mm -hmm. and then putting in some actionable goals, but also some follow-up mechanisms to ensure that these things get taken forward and that 
it's not just another pizza party day, but that something actually concrete comes out of this right. initiative. Okay, so basically there's a follow-up mm -hmm. program or mm -hmm. like there... Okay, yep. so is there a time period you would say that they would start seeing results or changes? Well, people are going to see results in the first day. So we're going to go through these positive psychology interventions is what we call them. We already know that these work. These have been empirically validated in the literature probably about the past 10, 15 years. And we know that when people do these interventions, whether they're at work, at home, with their partners, kids, and that's the beauty of these interventions, people learn them at work, but they can take them away. And, and do them with their families and kids and, and, and in different areas of their lives. Um, these interventions we know work right on the spot and in and of themselves, they have shown sustainable gains in what we call subjective well-being, life satisfaction from three, six to 12 months onwards. So even if we did nothing else, that one day would still manage to show increases in well-being. But day two, now comes the hard part is, okay, how are we going to do this as a team? Right. This is where things get a little bit more difficult. Um, so I would expect, given you know, willingness, motivation, openness, and understanding of why we need to do this, why we should do this, that may differ in, in different organizations, but I would expect that once you start putting these things into practice, within a couple of weeks, you'll start seeing the culture and the organization be transformed. Right. So do you basically do follow-ups or do you, do you, how do you work with your clients? So are these like only two-day workshops or uh, they have a contract with you for a longer time? So I, if somebody wants to hire me for three years, I'll be very happy with them. <laughs> I, I don't like organizations to feel like they're locked in and now if they're, they're signing away the rest of their life with me. So I, I can be very flexible. Uh, the two-day workshop. I can come in, come out, do it, but I do like to follow up. I do like to come back and say, hey, remember that? How's that going? Right. I think it's a way to hold people accountable, but it's also a way for organizations to show, no, we're serious about this, mm -hmm. and we are going to follow up, and we are going to write these down, and we're going to appoint this person, that person, this team to follow up every four weeks, or to, you know, there might be some different actions, coordinate with this team, coordinate with this department, whatever it is that they need to do, there needs to be follow through. Otherwise, okay. it's no different than the pizza party, yeah. yay, and then that's it. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what kind of clients usually like to work with you? I mean, what kind of clients you work with? So largely it's organizations. I also do work in schools as well. I think this is a great way um, for teachers in particular to start um, thinking about well-being because we know that the well-being of students is contingent upon the well-being of teachers. Um, so that's one context I do it. And then, of course, in the private sector, so organizations as a whole. So I, it's a little bit harder to work with 3,000 people in one go. So I like smaller teams, smaller groups, where we can have that dialogue, where we can practice some of the activities, where we can talk about what are the practices that need to be put into place to sustain some of these actions. And as the group gets bigger and bigger, that becomes a little bit harder to do. Mm -hmm. So smaller functional teams works better. Um, some organizations also do have two and 3,000 employees, and then we might you know, do little departments uh, at once, or we might even think about a train-the-trainer option, where they can facilitate this type of training with their own smaller groups as well. So 
kind of flexible. Sure. Yeah. How they can reach you? Uh, happinessmatters.org. Um, okay. They can also find me on LinkedIn where I hang out a lot and uh, always posting. Perfect. So that's great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Keep and up the red pants. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs>